Okay. Today's daf Yud Bezum and Aleph. We are on the two dots, eight lines down of Yud Bez. And we are referencing back something that we started yesterday, a Mishnah and Tamid. The Mishnah and Tamid was discussing the daily routine in Bez and Dash. And it mentioned that the Kohanim would take a break, smack in the middle of the Avodah of the Karban Tamid, where they would say parts of Tefillah. They would definitely say Kriyashma. They would recite one of the brachos of Kriyashma, some of the brachos of Shemona Esrei, anything that pertains specifically to the Avodah definitely was said. And we had a dispute yesterday whether they were really being Yosei Kriyashma, whether it was light enough, or they were just saying it ahead. That was, seemed to be a bit of a dispute. But one of the things that we mentioned was the Koran Aseris Hadibros, that they would recite the Ten Commandments not together with the Shema. And Shema Vahim Shemoa Vayomer Emes Vyatsev Avodah Berchaz That was the practice. The Ten Commandments, the three chapters of Shema, the Bracha that follows Shema, the Bracha of Ritzay, and the Bracha of Berchaz That was the, the practice of the daily routine. So it's very interesting because we have every single one of those things except for the Ten Commandments. We don't recite the Ten Commandments. So the Gemara tells us, Amar Yudah, Amar Shmuel, Apigvul and Bikshu in truth, they wanted to do this even Bigvulin. In truth, they wanted to do this even outside of the base of Mikdash. To institute that the Sarah Sadibas would be a part of Kabbalah's Baruch Shemaim, a part of Shema. Elashikavar Bitlum, Because we don't want people mocking, we don't want the Minim complaining and saying that you see that the Jews themselves only care about the Asaras Adibros. And therefore, we said better not to do it at all. Tanya Nami Hafi, Rabbi Nasrum, We wanted to do this. Rabbi Nasrum says, we wanted to institute it everywhere. Elashikavar Bitlum, we already nullified such an idea so that people won't complain. Now much later, Rabbah thinks to implement it as a new time in Surah. Surah, you know, a bunch of good Jews. Which is an interesting thing because it seems that the idea of what took place in the Gemara is that Surah, in fact, didn't have the Minim saying it. So it, wouldn't, it would have been appropriate. But Rav Chista was saying once the earlier decision had already been made not to institute Asaras HaDibros, we won't reopen the case. We find a similar conversation in Arda, another giant of a city of Torah style. About a member of the Makvinim in Arda, there's a fascinating Rashi here. Rashi says that the Amiya Aretz will say that the rest of the Torah is not MS and will prove to you that only the Ten Commandments are true. Rashi says, The Jews themselves are busy only reciting what they heard from God. Now that seems to be a little bit of a problem because our Gemara in Mako says that we only heard the first of the two Asaras HaDibras from God and the rest we heard from Moshe. So it's interesting. But pastors without Rashi would say like, oh, only the Ten Commandments are the most important or something like that. But Rashi seems to say that the, 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 the rhetoric here that the medium are going to use is that only the Ten Commandments were heard by God and the rest was made up. The rest we didn't hear from God and that's why we don't bother saying it. But at any rate, that is in fact and therefore we don't have the practice of saying the Aseris Hadibras. Says the Gemara, we mentioned that one the, on Shabbos, which is when they would switch the Mishmaros, Mosifin Bracha Achas Mishmar Hayose, the exiting Mishmar would bless the incoming Mishmar with a, one more Bracha, but the Brazi doesn't say what the Bracha was. My Bracha Achas, Amr Abchelbo, Mishmar Hayese, Omer Mishmar Hanechnas. The exiting Mishmar tells the Mishmar coming in. The one who causes his name to dwell in this home, that's a reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he should cause to dwell amongst you. Peace. So it's a prayer that the Kohanim should achieve peace. The Marshal explains very nicely. He says we find that the Kohanim are used to fight a lot with each other. There's a lot of internal struggles in the base of Mikdash. And necessarily so, Kohanim was reasoning, and a lot of fights came because of that. However, that was the ultimate bracha 
not to push away the meat of the Kohanim. On the one hand, they should be Zrizim, but we still daven that they should merit to see peace within the Avod and the base of Mikdash. Malkam Sha'amru Laharach. So we had a Mishnah, Malkam Sha'amru Laharach, and now we're going to learn a very interesting sugya uh, indirectly based off our Mishnah. So it says the Gemara. Pshita is obvious. A person is holding a cup of wine in his hand. But he has a mistake and he thinks that it is beer. Now, again, the correct bracha for beer is shakal. The correct bracha for wine is agafen. So the guy is holding a cup of wine and he should say beer, beer, agafen. But he, he doesn't get it that it's wine. He thinks it's beer. Now, I'll say over the, the, way, the way Rashi learns. He makes the beginning of the bracha. He says, He makes the beginning of the bracha planning on finishing with shahakal. And he does that because he thinks it's beer. At the beginning of the bracha, he was under the assumption that it was beer. Yatza, he is yotze. In other words, then suddenly he realizes, oh my gosh, it's wine and it's not beer. Mid bracha, he realizes. And instead of finishing off, shahakal niyabadvaro, he finished off saying, peri piragafen. Says the Gemara, he's yotze. And not only is he yotze, it's obvious that he's yotze. It's not even a novelty. Why? Why is it not a novelty? Let's say he had followed through with his mistake. His assumption that it was beer would have continued. And he would have literally said a shahakal on the wine. What's the din if you say shahakal on a wine? You're yotze. Bindi Abbott, if you say shahakal on any food, you're yotze. You shouldn't make the correct bracha afterwards. Shahakal already satisfied the chiyav. So if he, it, it can't be that this case is worse. In this case, if anything, is even better. He even finished off with the right words. Oh, what's the problem that in the beginning of the bracha, he thought he was going to say shahakal on the He has this mental mistake thinking it's beer. That can't be worse than if he even finished off saying shahakal on the so therefore, in that case, it's obvious that he's Yotze. But what about the inverse? That's a case that the Gemara doesn't know. He's holding beer. And he has a mistake that he thinks that it's wine. Who he thinks it's wine. When he began his bracha, he said, He thought it was wine. And his plan was to continue with which would not then fulfill his need to make a bracha on beer. If you say a prayer bracha on beer, what's the din? You're not yet, so you have to make another bracha. Just he, caught, he catches himself mid-bracha, and instead of finishing off prayer bracha, he finishes off, he catches his mistake, and he finishes off shakol niyavadvaro. So he said in the end, after all was said and done, he said all the right words. He said, on beer. However, when he said the beginning of the bracha, which is the essence of the bracha, invoking Hashem's name, his mindset at that time was that he was going to say Bari Priyagafen and he thought it was something else and it was. So the words of the Gemara are my. What is the law? What are the two tzadim? Let's break it down. Basar Iker Bracha Azlinan. O Basar Chasima Azlinan. Should we go after the main essential part of the bracha? Or should we go after the conclusion of the bracha? Now, this Gemara is a little bit of a novelty, because I think if you'd ask most of us, we would say that the essential part of the bracha is the end of the bracha, where we specify the food that we're thinking God. The beginning, Baruch HaTashim HaKinam Al-Cha'olam, is the, the introduction, the preface. But it's not that way. The case the Gemara is making is that really the Baruch HaTashim HaKinam Al-Cha'olam, that's the essence of the bracha. When you specify, those are the particular details that come out afterwards. But the essence of the bracha is when you invoke Hashem's name, and having the right mentality then, having the right das then, might be the most important thing. So if you have the wrong Das, when you said Baruch HaTashem Okinu Malach Olam, even if you then correct yourself quickly and said the right words, the Gemara is, 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 is saying that if you go after the main part of the Bracha, you wouldn't be Yotze. Or the other side of the Gemara is no, the conclusion can save you, and since at the end of the Bracha you had the right Das, then in fact you could be Yotze. So that's the case of the Gemara. The case that the Gemara again is unsure about is where you're holding 
the cup of beer, you need to say a shehako. <coughs> he said He planned. He thought it was wine, and he planned on saying a priyagafen. He thought he was thinking Hashem for wine, which he would not be yotze for the beer. Then he catches his mistake mid bracha, and he finishes off shakol niyabed Should we go after the beginning of the bracha and say that he is not yotze, or go after the beginning, the end of the bracha, and say that the bottom line is he said the same, the right words, and he is yotze? Because in the beer case, the, if you if you think about it, what's go, in the wine case? You mean yeah, yeah. there was only wine? Because in the wine case, what could be wrong? That when he said bracha olam, it was like he was thinking to say shahakal. It was a shahakal. The bracha was established to be a shahakal blessing because of his mindset. But even if he would say shahakal, he'd be yotze. So therefore, in that case, he's yotze for sure because his mistake can't be worse than someone who literally just said shahakal. Shahakal is a fitting bracha for Hagafen. It's not the best bracha, but it's a fitting bracha, you'd be yotze. But here, Hagafen on a beer is not a fitting bracha, you wouldn't be yotze. And that's the kind of das you had in the beginning of the bracha. So then maybe that makes it, even if you catch yourself, you can't be yotze. So the Gemara brings a proof from a brisa that talks about uh, our Birchos Kriyashma. In the morning bracha, let's say you, you start off the bracha with yotzer ar. In other words, he said bracha tashem and he planned on saying yotzer ar. Instead of doing that, as soon as he said Melech Olam, what did he say? So he just launches into the wrong bracha. So in this case, he's for sure not Yotze Lo Yatza. Why? That's obvious. He said the wrong words. That's not even part of our discussion. Remember, our whole discussion is when you say the right words, when you said you had in mind to say the wrong words. Here, in the morning, he ended up saying the bracha from Ayrif. There's no way you're going to be Yotze with that. This is more relevant to us. When he said, I don't know, he thought it was night or he thought he was going into the night bracha. But he planned on saying the night bracha. Then he catches his mistake with CMB, Yotzer R, and he finishes off with the Yotzer R. So he said the right words, but when he, in the preface, he planned on saying the wrong ones. What's the din? Yotzer. He is Yotzer. Ooh, so that helps us. Let's look at the inverse. Arvis, let's say it's night. Pasuk from Aravim v'Simi Yisrael. He starts with Marav Aravim when he says Brachos Ramacholam. He finishes with Marav Aravim and he finishes off with the wrong words of Yotzer. Lo Yatsa. He said the wrong words. But the inverse, this is the case that could be relevant to us. Pasuk Yotzer. Meaning when he said Brachos Ramacholam in the at night, he planned on finishing off Yotzer. He planned on saying the wrong words. V'Simi Marav Aravim. Then he caught his mistake and he finishes off Marav Aravim Yatsa. He in fact is Yotze. Says the Brisa Kolol Shel Davar. What is the the rule? The, the only thing we care about is what you ended up saying. So if you said the wrong words, it doesn't help that when you said you thought the right words, but it also doesn't matter if when you said you plan on saying the wrong words. As long as you caught your mistake and ultimately said the right words, you're Yotze. So we clearly see that the second side of the Gemara is right, that as long as you catch your mistake and say the right words, it won't bother us that when you said you had in mind to say the wrong thing. So isn't that a clear proof? Says the Gemara, no. Shani Asim Dika Amar. Baruch Yotzer Hamaoros. That's a different. Why? Because in the beginning bracha, that, in the bracha that we were talking about with beer and wine, the whole invoking on Hashem's name is only the beginning. Baruch Hashem Olam Bari Per Eight, Shachol Niav Dvar Bari Per and that's all there is. But here Yotzer Hamaoros is a type of bracha that has a conclusion Baruch Hashem as well. So even though your Baruch Hashem Olam Olam in the beginning of the bracha was messed up, but when then you then you say the right words and you say then finally you got another one Baruch Hashem. So you, at least you had one Baruch Hashem that was correct. In our case with the beer and the wine, there's only one Baruch Hashem in the beginning of the bracha. And that Baruch Hashem was said with the wrong das. So maybe you can't be Yotze. But in this case, yes, the, the preface Baruch Hashem was with the wrong das. True point. But at least when you catch yourself and you finish out the bracha correctly, there's another Baruch Hashem in the bracha that you had the right das in. So maybe that's what saves him. So the Gemara says, well, that's questionable. 
because Hanicha the Rav Damar Kol Bracha Shein Vatskar Sashim Ein a Bracha Shapir. Ela Rav Yochanan the Amar Kol Bracha Shein Vatskar Sashim Ein a Bracha Ma'ikul Amimar. Rav says the essence of a bracha is saying God's name. Baruch Ata Hashem. So good. At the end of the bracha, you say Baruch Ata Hashem Yotzer Ma'aros. Even though it doesn't say Elokeinu Melech Olam there, all it says is Baruch Ata Hashem. According to Rav, that's a real bracha. That's a din bracha. So therefore, you could say that svara that even though the opening bracha was with the wrong das, but the end bracha was with the right das, so that's okay. But Rabbi Yochanan holds that any bracha that doesn't, not only that need, you need to invoke Hashem's name, you also need to say Elokeinu Melech Olam. So if you're not going to say Elokeinu Melech Olam, it's not going to be defined as a bracha. So when you say, That Baruch Hashem, can that take the place of the messed up Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam that you started off the bracha with? No, because it doesn't have Elokeinu Melech Olam. So the conclusion of the bracha isn't enough to, 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 to fix the mistake of the original mistake that you made. Like Rav, it's okay. There's really two equal things. You've got Baruch HaTashem Olam in the beginning and you've got Baruch HaTashem Yotzer Maros at the end. They're both equal because Elkeinu Melech Olam is non-essential according to Rav. So good. The first one may not be good. The second one is good. But like Rabbi Yochanan, the first Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Melech Olam you start off with is much more essential. That's the real Baruch The end, Baruch HaTashem Yotzer Maros that doesn't have Elokeinu Melech Olam, that's not a real Baruch So your mistake in the real one can't be fixed by your correction in the, in the, in the back end one that doesn't have Elokeinu Melech Olam. So we're back stuck then. Elmai, there's a proof. It must be that we're okay with the mistake being made in Elokeinu Melech Olam in the real Baruch because you corrected the words. So let's go back. So now we have a proof that in our case where you were holding the beer, and you said Baruch HaToshim Olam, thinking it was wine, and then you correct your mistake, and you had him saying Shahako, we seem to have a proof that you would be Yodze. So the Gemara answers, it's not a proof. What did we learn yesterday? Why are we talking about day and night? And why do we say Yodze Aravari Chosha? Why are we talking about Chosha? So what did we answer yesterday? That one of the principles of the first Baruch of, 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 of Berchos Kriyashma is to talk about both day and night. You should talk about both day and night during the day, and both day and night during the night. So your mistake is not a full mistake. Because what's the point, problem? That when you said, you were planning on talking about the night, you're supposed to talk about the night. You're supposed to say, not, not only Amar of Aravim, you're supposed to say, but what are the next words? So your mistake is not complete. You're planning on talking about the night. Okay, that's like, I would say, a partial mistake. Because even the text of Amar of Aravim talks both about day and night. And that's the essence of Berchos Kriyishma. So it's not a total mistake. In the case of beer and wine, what's the halacha? The, the halacha is what you were planning on saying when you said Berchos Kriyishma was so completely foreign, so completely mistaken. You're going to say a hagofen on a beer? That's, that, that's ridiculous. That's nothing to do with each other. Here, yes, there is a mistake. You were going to say the wrong words. And if you would say the wrong words, you're not yotze. But it's not a totally foreign concept. Thematically, what you would have said is very similar to what, in fact, the correct words are that should be said. Therefore, the mistaken das that you had in Baruch HaTashem Olam is not great enough to say that you're not Yotze. So therefore, we have no proof. And our question with the beer and the wine stands. We go back now. We're not sure what the halacha is in the beer and wine. If you have a full total mistake in the Kalim Olam, but you save yourself and say the right words afterwards, would you be Yotze? So the Gemara brings... <laughs> the Seifa made it into a rule. We have a big rule. A rule. Everything goes after the conclusion. So you only say it's like a rule if there's other cases that are like this. So what's another? The Bryce is clearly alluding to another case that follows this rule. What is that other case that follows this rule? My love. It must be to include a case like what we said where you're holding the beer and you start off thinking to say and you catch your mistake and you say 
says the Gemara, Lo Lasi comes to include a case of dates and bread. And the case of the dates and bread is not a proof to us. What's the, what's the case of the dates and the bread? Says the Gemara, Hechidami. Somebody ate bread. Because Savar, the Tamri, he was under the impression that he ate dates. Now, if you make eight dates, you make all eight. If you bent, if, if, you, if you ate bread, you bench. So he thought, for some reason, after eating bread, that he had eaten dates. He said, and he planned on finishing the bracha achrona for dates. But then he realizes, no, 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 I didn't eat dates, I ate bread, I need a bench. So see him with the Nama, he quickly says, in other words, he launches into benching instead of if that case. If that's the case that you're saying, that's exactly a parallel to our case. That case, if that's the halacha in that case, that you go after the chasum, then that resolves our question as well. That's exactly our same case. If you would in fact say, the, the Allah eats bracha on the bread, would you be yotze? No, it's a completely foreign thing. And when you said bracha, you're planning on saying something that's completely foreign, a total mistake. You end up catching yourself and you say the right words. No, that's exactly a good parallel to our case. If the halacha is there that you're yotze benching because you ended up saying the right words, so it should be a parallel to our case with the beer and the wine. So what, what, why don't we have a pr- proof? Says the Gemara, the opposite. He ate dates. He thought he had eaten bread. So, when he said, he planned on benching. Then he realizes his mistake and he says, and he says, Allah eats. They see him with the Tamri. There, he's Yatsa. Why? He says the Gemara, a very interesting fact. It's real, a real hidden fact in Brachos Dafid Beis. Dafid was seeing with the Nama Nama Yatsa. If somebody benches on dates, they're Yotze. My time, what's the reason? The Tamri Nami Mazen Maizi. Dates have these. On crazy abilities to fill a person up. The Gemara often talks about how beautiful bubble is in their dates. Dates seem to be a crazy filling food. Because of that, if somebody says, Birchaz Hamazon, on dates, Bidiyavid, they would be Yotze. Oh, Bidiyavid, they'd be Yotze. If you bench that date, then that's not a good case. Because then when you said, and you planned on benching, how bad of a mistake is it? Not a bad mistake at all. Because even if you would have followed through in your mistake, you would have been Yotze. So that's parallel to the case that the Gemara originally started with. You know, where you had the wine and you thought it was beer and you planned on saying Chakal. That's not our case. We need a case that the type of mistake that you're thinking is that a mistake that if you'd follow through, you wouldn't be Yotze. Like when you're holding the beer and you think it's wine and you're planning on saying Agafen. Well, you wouldn't be Yotze if you said Agafen on beer. Just you caught yourself after looking at Melchol and you said the right words. That's our suffix. And that suffix goes unresolved in the Gemara. It's a suffix the Gemara does not give us an answer to. But all these other cases are not a perfect uh, analogy for it. Halakha Lamais is very interesting. Taisa says, Machlik is what to do. If you ever happen to a person, says a suffix if they were Yotze. He knows if you have a suffix if you're Yotze. Do you say suffix brachos lahakil? Do you say sveikal lachumra? Do you have to bench it? Do you have to make another bracha? Or do you say the opposite? It might be a suffix of doing the wrong thing, making a bracha in vain. That's a machlokas harishonim here in Tosos. In Tosos. Says the Gemara. Now the Gemara quickly moves on. Going back to Berchos Kriyishma. Amar Rabbi Barachim Nasava Mishmei Derav. Koshalo Amar Emes Viyatsav Shachres. Emes Vamuna Arvis Leyesa If you don't say Emes <coughs> Viyatsav in the morning or Emes Vamuna at night, which is the bracha at the end of Shema in both cases, you're not Yosef. In the morning, we want to talk about Hashem's chesed. In the night, we, talk, we want to talk about Hashem's emunah. So we shouldn't have to say, it doesn't mean that you're not Yosef Shema. You're Yosef Shema, we came out yesterday, the brachas are not ma'akib. You're Yosef Shema, even if you don't say the brachas. But in order to be Yosef, the most ideal way, saying the Shema with the theme, and then continuing into the bracha of, of afterwards, it's very specific. In the morning, you should say Emes V'yatsev, and now you should say Emes V'amunah. The difference between them is, the morning is dedicated to Hashem's chesed, and the night is dedicated to the faith, to the emunah in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're very different themes. It's important to talk about the chesed in the morning, and the emunah at the night. 
Says the Gemara, this is just a tangent because it's the same name. Someone who's davening Kishu Korea. When he comes to bow, he reaches a bracha where he's supposed to bow. One of the brachas from Esri where you bow. When he bows, he should bow at, at when he says baruch. And when he's standing, when he's picking himself up, if he, the Rachonim explained, the Magad Abram says, really, you could be keep, bow, keep in a bowed position the entire bracha. But if you're going to pick yourself up in the middle of the bracha at some point, then your head should be picked up, your body should go back to regular before God's name. You don't have to pick yourself back up. But if you will, then the halacha is that by God's name, when you say God's name already, it's a sign of respect that you're already not bowed. Amr Shmuel, my time at Rav. Where do we see this? That the bow comes before Hashem's name, but by Hashem's name already you're back up. And if Hashem is okay, it's an illusion. Hashem straightens those who are bent. So by the time you're saying Hashem's name, your your, your back is already up. Obviously, the idea isn't that basic. The idea is an illusion from that basic that we should be more respectful. When we say Hashem's name, we should have a straight back. Meisvei. The Pasuk says in Malachi, a person should bow for Hashem's name. So it sounds like Mahamas the opposite. Dafka, you should be bowing when you say Hashem's name. So the Gemara says, Misif Bishmi, does it say at the time of the, my, the recital of my name? Bishmi, ahead of my name. So meaning Dafka, the opposite. Before Hashem's name is where the bow is. But when you actually say Hashem's name, you should already be straight. So let me tell you something good. So Amar Avoch that your father said, Amar Avoch is what he said. When you bow, you should bow when you say Baruch. When you come to stand to pick yourself back up, it should be picked up by God's name. Turning the Gemara, says the Gemara, he would bow like a, Rashi says like a, a stick, like a rod that's being hit against somebody. What does that mean that he would bow like that? So Rashi seems to say he does it all like a quick bow, straight down. But the, 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 the posting also bring out the idea that you bend not only your, your back, but also your head. So it's a total, a total down, two parts. So quickly, a swift motion and the head. When he would stand, when he would pick himself back up, he did it the way a snake does. Rashi explains, you first pick up the head and then only slowly pick up the rest of the body so that you don't feel, oh, i got to get this bow over with. And as you go down quickly, but uh, picking yourself up, it's just first initial rise of the head and then pull back the back. Is this the halakha? That's what it don't seems like. Don't bow your knee because Baruch seems to be the knee. The midnight seems to be bowing the knee. The Gemara doesn't say that's wrong. The Gemara just doesn't discuss anything about the knees. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Barchano, Savim Mishmei Derav, Kol Ashana Kula Adam Mispal Hakel Hakolosh Melech Oev Tzedaka Umishpat. Throughout the whole year, the right text in Shon Esrei, the end of the third bracha is Hakel Hakadosh, and the end of the bracha about justice is Melech Oev Tzedaka Umishpat. Chutz Me'asar Yom Shemin Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, except for the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur during Aseret Me'at Teshuvah, Shemispal Hamelech Hakadosh. We substitute it during that time. Hashem's obviously the Malchus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Judgment of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the focus. So we need to make reference to that. We change the text. We amend the text to say Hamelech Hakadosh, that God is the, the, the is, is the King of, of of Kedusha and He's the King of Justice. Normally Hakel Melech Hakadosh just means that Hashem loves when there's justice in the world, but Hamelech Hamishpah means something else. Hamelech Hamishpah means that he is the God who is the king of doing justice. No, even saying Hakel HaKadosh during that certain Tshuva you would be Yotzei Shinemar by Hashem Tzvokos by Mishpat God was elevated, was uplifted during justice. And the God of Kedusha was Niktash B'Tzdaka. So the two things, when is God elevated in judgment? Clearly it's a reference to the time of judgment, to the days of judgment. And the very and the Pasuk itself continued, the the Nusach of the Pasuk was HaKel HaKadosh. So he's saying that it's okay if you said HaKel HaKadosh. So everyone agrees that you say HaMelech, but it's Machlokas, whether or not B'Dievet, your Yotze, if you said HaKel HaKadosh as opposed to HaMelech HaKadosh. So the Gemara says, my Havi Allah, what is the Halach 
Malchik ruling Amar of Yosef, Hakalak Adosh Malach Awaits Dak Amishpat, Rabba Amar Hamelach Akadosh Vahamelach Hamishpat, so it's a dispute. And the Gemara says, Velkosaki Rabba, we pass him like Rabba, that it's imperative that Hamelach is substituted for both, and you're not Yotze, you're not Yotze with without it. Says the Gemara. This is a continuation, a tangent of the same name. Anyone who has the ability to beseech mercy from Hashem regarding his friend. So it's an interesting Lashon HaGemar. Because, I mean, what's, what's a case where you have the ability to beseech mercy for your friend and what's a case where you don't? I mean, theoretically, you always have the ability to ask, to ask for your friend. Why wouldn't you? It's like, it says, anyone who has the ability to ask, and he, and he does, and Nikra Chote is a sinner. This is talking about here with, with, with Shmuel. But, but, but it seems to be that he's saying, oh, I wish I would have, um, you know, daven on your behalf. So what the Gemara seems to be saying is that there is a case where a person has the ability and a case where a person doesn't. So the Chorim explained a very interesting thing. They explain, and this is very relevant, it doesn't mean you have to you know, be busy every single time you should want to ask for for other people necessarily. But it means that when a person feels emotionally charged about somebody else, and they, they do feel it, and they, and, and they would express it, and they still refrain from doing it. That's what it means, kosha eshelo, it's possible for him. Meaning it's possible for him means he, he, that really that emotion is there. And he still withholds himself from doing it, that's considered uh, a chote. So in other words, if you really feel for somebody and you're in that situation, you should take it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and pray as well. Says the Gemara, If the person that he's concerned for uh, is, that, that needs his help is a Tamar Chacham, then not only does he have to daven, he has to get sick over it. Meaning like the Gemara is saying how important it is. My time, what's the source for such a thing? It says, So here we have a, this is where Shaul is talking in frustration. He's talking about how no one's like helping him out. No one's on his side. No one's talking for him. No one's telling him, informing him about what David's up to. So he says, no one is sick from you about me. Meaning he's criticizing his people, his servants, his children, his family. And he's saying, none of you are sick over me. Meaning that you see that, that that's really the right thing. That, that if there's someone like a Tamachacham, a great, a, someone like Shaul, that's going through something and needs help, then you should even be sick for him. So Shaul is saying in frustration, none of you are doing that for me. So what's going on? He said, the Gemara says, is that a proof? That's not really a proof because Shaul was not only a Tamachacham, Shaul was a Melech. So maybe the Melech deserves that. That if the Melech is in need, everyone should literally be sick trying to help him. But over a regular person, that's a Tamachacha Mechatesi. So when it says, Ela Mechachav, Ani Mechalashom Levishisu. This Pasuk, it's by uh, David. When he's talking about, he was, he was so worried about Doeg and Achitofa, who were Tamid Chachavim, even though they hurt him a lot. But David said that he was sick over them. That he was literally sick and trying to help, and trying to daven for them that they should do the right thing. So we see a concept that just for Tamid Chachavim, a person should be sick. So the Gemara says, Anyone who commits a sin, but he has embarrassment. He has an inner sense of shame and he feels very bad. He feels remorse. So that's very interesting. He gets atonement not only for the sin that he did, but for all sins. It's very interesting. Not only is it atonement for what you did, atonement for even more than that. Here the Pasuk in Yechezkel is talking. Hashem is saying you should remember, you'll remember what you did and you'll have embarrassment. And then suddenly, through that embarrassment, you'll get kapara for all of what you have done. So we see this power of, of, of embarrassment. So the Gemara says, don't see where shining. Maybe that's not a proof. There it's a collective busha. It's kol kaisho, all being embarrassed about their sins. So the koach hatzibor can bring such a, can use that capacity of, 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 of being embarrassed to get atonement. But for a private individual, mechatesi, that such a thing is true. Ela mehacha. Rather, it's from here. In the context here, the pasuk, 
is with the, it was after Shmuel already died, and Shaul uh, was, was about to go fight a battle against the Plishtim, and he wasn't sure if he was going to be successful. He asked the women to him, and they don't get a response. So in order to know what to do, he actually brings up Shaul's spirit from the dead. It's a very interesting thing. Shmuel is a little bit agitated that he's been uh, brought up from the dead. He said, what in the world, what in the world is going on? So what is, why have you troubled me? To bring me up. I'm in a lot of pain. The Plishim are fighting against me. God has been removed from me, meaning I can't get an answer. Through the Chalomos. I spoke to the prophets. I spoke in the dreams. I don't have, I don't have Ruch HaKodesh. I've called upon you, Shmuel to know what to do. So he says that as he tried the prophets and he hasn't heard any response, he's also tried dreams and he hasn't had dreams. But what did he leave out? He left out the most glaring, conspicuous absence here in the Pasuk is He didn't talk about the fact that the Urim Vitumim wasn't working. That's a big absence. That's like the basic thing. You go ask the Urim Vitumim. Why is Shoal not telling Shmuel about the fact that he asked the Urim Vitumim and didn't get an answer? The answer must be, well, why was the Urim Vitumim not working? Why didn't you have the Urim Vitumim? Because he killed... Shoal's big mistake was that he killed the whole city of Kohanim who tried to help David HaMelech. They were innocent and he killed out the whole city. They were all Kohanim. So Mida can I get Mida that he killed the Kohanim. What happened? Shoal didn't have the Urim Vitumim work. So he didn't make mention of that. He didn't mention that at all. Why not? <coughs> Probably because he was embarrassed. And because he was embarrassed about his sin of Novi Kohanim, he didn't want to express that in dialogue to Shmuel. So what happens? An amazing thing. He was forgiven. How do we know he's forgiven? Right away, Shmuel says to Shaul, he tells him he's going to die in battle. He says, and he says, because he says to him, you and the next day, you and your children are going to be with me. You're going to be up here in heaven. What does he mean with me? With me and my mechitzas, meaning you're going to be where I'm at. Just as I'm in Gan Eden with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so too you're going to be over there. So he needs Shaul's going to get forgiveness. Finally, he's going to be forgiven for the, for the sin that haunted him his whole life. So why did the forgiveness come? The forgiveness came, says the Gemara, because he was too embarrassed to, 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 to even mention the fact that Umar wasn't going to answer him because he felt such a shame from the Ovechirah on him. So it works. It's very interesting. The Ovechirah always talk about this proof and they, it's very interesting proof because like there's two types of shame. There's a shame where it's like real remorse and shame and then there's like embarrassment like you don't want to express it. You don't want to say it. It's a, it you wouldn't necessarily have seen this from the fact, from the fact that Shaul didn't mention it. But uh, evidently, we're, but that's the busha that we're talking about. It's not like we don't want someone to know what you're up to, so you don't mention your sins. It means a, tr- a true sense of remorse inside, a busha. And the Chassidikim even talks about, he talks about by our, our human nature, the Muslim he writes is, our human nature is that when we sin, the way we deal with it is we say, well, that's who I am, and I, I wasn't able to do it against it. He says, that, that's the foolish way to deal with it, because then, then, then our Kaddish Baruch Hu still will, will punish us for it. We still hold the sin with us. The better thing is to feel really bad about it. And you feel very bad that you've done it and you have a true sense of remorse, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechaper. That's like he's also forgiven for Shoalas and Mason. That's also Mason. Interesting. The Rabbanon say it comes from here. Vokanam Hashem begivah Shaul Bechir Hashem. So it says, Vokanam Hashem begivah Shaul. Right away, there's, it says, Bechir Hashem, the chosen one, the chosen one of Hashem. So the story here with this is, is that afterwards, way after, <coughs> David, David is paying the price. But uh, with the Gavonim, at the end of his life, David, the Gavonim come. Now the Gavonim used to be the water carriers for, for, the, for the city of Kohanim. So they lost all their jobs and they were never paid back. They never got were compensated by the Jews. And later on, they came to David and they demanded seven people 
to be killed from the Jews to atone for what had been done, the injustice to their family. They said they were going to, they killed the seven Jews, and then the words are, that Shaul is the chosen one of God. So what happened was, well, actually, those words weren't said by the dialogue. It was not the narrative of the Navi. It's Hashem came out and a Paschal said, Ah, Shaul, Bechir Hashem, the chosen one of God. So you see that Shaul was in fact forgiven uh, for his sins. The rabbis wanted to have another parish of Krishma. Not only the three parishes the way we have, Shema, Vahim, Shema, and Vayomer, but they also wanted to have the parish of Balak. All the blessings that Bilam um, unwillingly said, they wanted to institute it. So why isn't that there? Because it takes too long to say, it's too much of a burden for the people. So why did Chazal want to say the parsha? My time. The Gemara is like, why? What was so beautiful about those things? Either mission is come out to and try and makes reference to God taking us out of Egypt. Lema parshas ribbis, parshas mishkalsim is here. There are many separate parshas in the Torah that make mention of God taking us out of Mitzrayim. Perhaps recite the parsha of the love against taking interest, the love of having unjust weights. Those also make reference to the fact that God <laughs> took us out of Egypt. There's a pasuk that says like this: Come, the Jewish people lies down; they crouch like a lion. It's also another baby lion or sorts. Who can wake him up? Who can get him up? So in this reference, we see that Klal Yisrael is like the sleeping lion, and who who is who? Everyone is scared to wake him up. So why is that such an amazing pasuk? So Rashi says it's like Bishak Bachav Kumacha. Hakadosh Baruch who guards us when we're sleeping. Right, that's the whole point. Everyone is scared of the great sleeping lion of the Jewish people. That Hakadosh Baruch who is, is is protecting us, and then eventually the lion wakes up and roars. That's us in the morning. So there's like Bishak Bachav Kumacha. The, the other Achronim uh, explained it, not such a literal pshat about HaKadosh Baruch protecting us, but also it's a reference to how many mitzvahs we do. Because the Chazal say that that's what it means, that we roar, we wake up in the morning, or it's ka'ari, it comes perhaps from this idea that the Jewish people are nimshal to a lion waking up, with such force, with such power, with such ability to, to serve HaKadosh Baruch to do all the mitzvahs. So that's really B'Shach we're lying down, we go to sleep, but we have all that power to jump up and roar because we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch So it's an amazing pasuk, that is related uh, thematically to um, to uh, to to create Kabbalah So that's the reason they wanted to say it. So the Gemara says, but Lema Hapsukov are too low. So what's the whole problem? That it's too long to say the whole parsha. Okay, so what, but if you only really want to say one Pasuk, so just say that one Pasuk. <laughs> Don't say I have to say the whole thing because it has one Pasuk and then say it's too long and say nothing, right? If you really just want to say the one Pasuk, just say the one Pasuk. So the Gemara says a very important rule. Uh, just say that one pasuk and nothing more. Says the Gemara, Gmir, we have a tradition. Whatever was a way that Moshe divided up the parshios, the paragraphs in the Torah, we divide. The low pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu low paskinon. We can't divide up the parshios in a way that Moshe didn't divide. So it seems like from the Gemara that it's forbidden to recite one pasuk from a parsha out of context. Now, other uh, elsewhere, this 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 appears in the Gemara, but in a different way. Elsewhere, the Gemara says you're not allowed to recite a fragment of one pasuk. You can't say half a pasuk. But here, the Gemara seems to be saying it even more that you can't recite one pasuk out of a whole parsha. Okay, so it's a very interesting rule. In other words, for, to the extent that the Magen Avraham even asked, you know, on Monday and Thursday we break up the aliyos. We have different aliyos, right? How are we allowed to do that? Aren't we breaking up the reading in a way that Moshe didn't break up? He says, well, well there we're going to say the whole thing. We're just temporarily pausing. But our das is to say the whole parsha, to say the whole paragraph. 
But uh, there seems to be problems with that theory. There are many problems, but it, it seems to be there are problems with this halachically, how it actually works. But it seems that the Gemara is saying in the face value that you can only recite scripture if you're going to recite the, the, the whole paragraph that Moshe, the way he divided it. But otherwise, it's actually forbidden to recite it out loud. So working backwards, even though we have a desire to say this Pasuk, we can't recite just one Pasuk. We would be forced to recite the whole Parsha. To recite the whole Parsha would be too long, and therefore we leave out the entire idea completely. Says the Gemara, Parshas Tzitzis of Nehigah Kavua. Why is the Parsha of Tzitzis in Kriyash Marm? Revita Rabbi Chavim Shem Chamisha Tavarim. It has five things. Mitzvah Tzitzis, Tzitzis, Tzitzis from Tzvarim, the Exodus, all mitzvahs, acceptance of mitzvahs, Das Minim, not to believe in what the Minim say. Hera Vera Vera Vodazar. Now, there's a big problem there. We said five, but we just counted six. It's very odd. So the Tzitzis of Rush says an interesting thing. He says Das Minim and Hera Vodazar are the same thing. Das Minim is a reference to the thoughts of Avodazar, but it's, it's unclear why it's listed like that. So the Gemara says, Bishlamani Tlas Mepharshan. Three of them are explicit in the text. Oh, mitzvos, it says in the parsha, it says, so. It was a chaitim, it's called mitzvah Hashem. You remember all the mitzvahs Hashem. So it talks about all the mitzvahs. Sisis, it's if asulem tzitzis. That's clear. Yitzias Mitzrayim, that's the last possible. Asher, Sisias Chem. Where is there mention that you shouldn't, you know, have bad thoughts about Avodah and about Arias? Where does it say that in the parish of Tzitzis? So the Tanya, it says, right, what does it say? So after your heart, your heart is a reference to bad thought. So heart here doesn't mean emotion like that. Heart in this thing, lev, sometimes you say that lev means by chazal, the, the mind. Like you say, Rabbos Machshavos, but lev ish. So it means improper beliefs. Improper values. That the, the Naval says in his heart, there is no God. After your eyes, that's the thought of Avir. Right? Shimon wants to marry the Plishti girl. He says, So she is fit in my eyes. And that was a problem with Arias. She wasn't a girl that Shimshon was supposed to marry. Then the Pasuk continues that you are straying. That, you, that you're straying after the Bailim, the, the incorrect um, gods. Okay, so that's why the reason why we have the Pasha of Tzitzis is because it has those five, uh, five different topics, so it fits so well. In fact, there's a Machlokas Rishonim of Pasha of Tzitzis is even really part of the Iker of Kriyishma. Many, many Rishonim hold that it's not, and it's not part of the Daraisa. It was really only an add-on, and it was an add-on much in the same way that the Pasha of Balak was supposed to be an add-on, the way that Sarah Sadiris was supposed to be an add-on. Things that complete the concept of Al Kabbalah's Al Machoshamai. Says the Mishnah. But there is a Mishnah, there is a mitzvah to mention the fact that we left Mitzrayim. But that's not necessarily the reason it has to be right there as a part of Kriyishma. That seems like the way from the Gemara. Now, the Mishnah now digresses to discuss the mitzvah of remembering that we left Mitzrayim. So, my skin is Mitzrayim Balilos. There's a mitzvah to mention that at night. And that means that we would say the parsha of Tzitzis during Kriyishma. And even though there's no, uh, we paskin that Lila is not Zman Tzitzis. But the reason why we say the parsha of Tzitzis at night is because we want to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's a mitzvah to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We want to fulfill that mitzvah at night as well. And the Shagas even talks about it. He says, does that mean it's really a twice a day mitzvah? Hashem just says, remember you left Mitzrayim. So every day we do that. Is the idea really that we have to do it both during the day and the night? It's like a twice a day thing. So therefore, that's why we say the parsha of Ayomer at the nighttime at Meir as well. It's as if I'm seven years old. I never merited such a thing. I mean, I never knew such a din. I never heard that was the halacha. Until Ben Zoma expounded upon it from the Psukim. 
Shenemar, it says in the positive. Remember the day that you left Egypt, all of the days of your life. So the days of your life, that just means remember during the days. But what is the word all the days of your life? So that all comes to include halalos that you mention it during the night as well. So that's where it comes from. The extra word call, that's how we know you have to mention the Exodus at night and Mayav as well. Very good. That's very good. Very good. No, we, we didn't say that. We said day and night. That's the opinion of Ben Zoma's Darjanin. But you're having to the next words. Your next words. The different interpretation. Means that in this world, the way we see it now, we're supposed to mention the Exodus. It comes to include that in the world to come, which again, the world to come does not mean the afterlife. In the time of Mashiach, when we're living in this world, that then you're going to say that all oh, the time has been eclipsed by greater miracles that will happen then, and we will no longer recall the Exodus. As the Torah, no, even in those times you were remembered. So it seems like after all is said and done, it's a dispute. It's a machalokus atanam, whether or not there's a mitzvah of saying. It's yet to try him at night. So the Gemara. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Let's see. The Gemara. The Gemara talks about it further. In fact, the fact the fact it seems like from the bright so we'll see it's a little bit clear. Let's see. Do you talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim when Mashiach comes? And obviously he challenges the fact that the Chachamim have said, is this really true? Does it not say in the Pasuk, The days will come, says God. People will no longer say that, 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 that God is the one who took us out of Mitzrayim. That, who, that God is the one who brought, who gathered all of the exiles who brought the Jews from the north and Mikola Aratzos from all the lands of Sherid Akhlusham that they had been exiled. So that you clearly see in the Pasuk that the, the, the even at Lasa Lavo the Lasa Lavo we're not going to be talking about uh, Hashem, taking us out, Hashem taking us out of Mitzrayim anymore. So your interpretation is clearly wrong. So it must be that the correct interpretation is rather that you're going to mention it even at night. So Amrullah, they say back, no. The Pasuk doesn't mean that you're not going to mention Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim anymore. It just means that it won't be as important anymore. It just means that the most important thing to remember will be that God gathered us from the exile. And that's the greatness of God. The Exodus will no longer be the main thing. But it doesn't mean that we won't mention anymore. In fact, we will mention it. Says the Gemara, Kayote Bo Ata Omer, you find a similar thing where we say you'll be called something and not the original thing, but it doesn't mean that it's gone. It just means that it's not the most important one. We say by Yaakov, and Yaakov got his name changed. Your name will no longer be Yaakov. Your name will be Israel. So does that mean that Yaakov loses his name? He will no longer be called Yaakov? <coughs> so we say the same thing. It doesn't mean that. Ella Yisrael Iker Viyakov Tafel Lovachin Omer. In other words, Atiskir Rishonim Kamonus Atis Bonu Atiskir Rishonim. To mention the first one says Shibin Malchus Kamonus Atis Bonu Zu Yitzias Mitzrayim. So we have a, a, a concept of such an idea that we're still going to mention both, even though Lots of Lavo, the main thing that will happen will be, in fact, in gathering of the exiles and not the mention of Yitzias Mitzrayim.